favorite Taylor Swift live concert song go? Ooh. Okay, let me just tell you that my surprise songs were fire. We got we got Dear John, and she hadn't sang it live for like eleven years or something crazy. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. And I went. That's the John Mayer one, right? Yes. I saw history, y'all. You did. Yeah. Dear John, (laughs) that one. I just listened to it on the the way here. I listen to our podcast anytime I'm in the car to check the audio levels. I'm constantly like checking. Dedication. The audio. <laughs> now I feel so bad that I just listened to alt radio. My dad Why? is still paying for XM radio accidentally on my car. Oh, no. <laughs> and he keeps being like, is it switched off yet? And I'm like, no. XM radio low key slaps sometimes. It does sometimes. Yeah. Emily keeps us in tune with what the 20 somethings are saying. Like, yeah. low key slaps. Low key slaps. <laughs> I think Taylor's outfit that low-key slapped was the Look What You Made Me Do. Yes. That was my favorite outfit that she came out in. I was like, ah. I just was laughing at people wearing, like, adult diapers to Taylor Swift because they didn't want to miss a thing. They're like Aerosmith. (laughs) I don't want to miss a thing. (laughs) No, I would never do that. Yeah, I didn't go that route. I don't wear an adult diaper for Taylor Swift or anyone else. Because I don't want to miss a thing. (laughs) We love you, Taylor. Okay. Taylor, listen to our podcast. (laughs) Maybe she will. Oh, maybe. She seems like she's into sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I actually was thinking about Taylor Swift in regards to this episode, though, because everyone had to get, like, a super cool outfit for Taylor Swift, and that was kind of fast Mm fashion-y, you know, Um, because it's just something you buy and you'll probably wear once and then get rid of it. But it was promising to me because I was on Facebook Marketplace in the days leading up to the concert, um, both in Grand Rapids here and then when I went out to Minneapolis. And so many people were selling their outfits. And I was like, that's kind of cool if you can kind of keep them rolling through the tour and find a way to exchange those outfits because you hate to buy it and then never wear it again. And it is a specific look that you wear to Taylor Swift. Coming up right now on Listen Listen to to Your your Mother mother Earth. Not Taylor Swift. Alas. (laughs) We were talking about fast fashion, what it is, why it's bad for the environment, and how there are definitely still ways where you can look super cute and not harm the planet as much as you might if you were shopping at certain places or um, using certain behaviors to get your clothes. We also have a little tidbit for you on how to make your Mother Earth proud this week. Woohoo! I'm Emily. I'm Ellen. I'm Teresa. And this is Listen Listen to to Your Mother Mother Earth. I think when you think of climate change, you often think of like the gas guzzling semi trucks rolling down the highway, or you think of just like big smokestacks and you don't necessarily think about your clothing as being a part of the problem, but that is one of them. And it's hard because it's hard for me because I really appreciate a cute outfit. And I think fashion is a way where you can really like express yourself and you can be an individual and be creative. But a lot of the practices that we use currently are not good for the environment. So this is just an episode to kind of talk about how we can change our mindset, change some of our behaviors and why fast fashion is not so good. Just to start, when I was researching just fast fashion in general, I came across an article from 1989 in the New York Times. And one story I was reading. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh. Full oh my circle. Gosh. I mean, chills. <laughs> full, <laughs> full body chills. <laughs> Again, Taylor, please listen to our pod. <laughs> you were made to listen to this. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was a 1989 article from the New York Times called Fashion, Two New Stores That Cruise Fashion's Fast Lane. So it was one of the first mm. times I think that fast fashion as a phrase was kind of used and coined. But the article talks about all the new stores that were popping up for women, especially young women who may be on a budget and who want to look good but might not be able to, you know, get the luxury items and things like that quite yet. There were a few quotes that I just wanted to go through because I thought they were interesting. Um, one is from a man named Juan Lopez, who at the time was heading Zara's United States operation. But he had a quote that says, the stock in this store changes every three weeks. The latest trend is what we're after. It takes 15 days between a new idea and getting it into stores. And that blew my mind because that was in 1989. Wow. So even at that time, wow. they could think of an idea. 15 days later, they could be selling it. And when you think at how much the pace of life has increased since then already, yeah. um, now, you know, it's even faster. I was watching a video where um, there was a look that one of the Jenners or Kardashians, I don't, I don't really follow the Kardashians and the Jenners, not that I'm opposed to reality TV because I love me some Bravo. There was a runway look that one of them wore and then 10 days later, it was replicated and being sold in stores. Wow. So, you know, things have just gotten faster and faster and they already were fast. And I think like at first glance, you're like, how great. Like mm -hmm. that means that everybody has access to this fashion. Nobody has to break the bank. But there's always a catch. Yes. And the catch is the environment. In Absolutely. Case. Yeah. And there was another quote in there from a man named Michael Weiss, who at the time was the president of Express. And he said, quote, the customer is very much exposed to a media bombardment and is very aware. And that made me laugh, too, because you think of media bombardment in 1989 and now, so right? Like, there is a big, big difference. Um, we're more bombarded than ever before. You know, influencers are always posting on TikTok, and it's like, mm -hmm. here's my haul, where it's just a massive box of clothing that, realistically, I don't know how much they're going to wear or if they even wear it and what they do with it if they don't. Um, people have Amazon storefronts. Uh, like you'll see someone post a story wearing a cute outfit and they're like, here's the link. And like three seconds later, you click that link, you can click buy. And then three days later, it's at your front step. So that's fast fashion. The idea comes about quickly. The garment gets made quickly, gets into stores quickly. It's bought quickly. It ships to you quickly. Um, it's on trend and then it's not on trend anymore really quickly. Might be an item that you wear for a few months and then it's gone. Yeah, and they don't have a great way to recycle clothing. No. Yeah. Other than reusing clothing, they can't take it and turn it into something else. Yep, and that's the hard thing with fast fashion is it's often cheap, so it is very disposable to us because, you know, you're like, I bought this shirt for 10 bucks, maybe I wear it twice, no biggie, I'm only out 10 bucks. And Marie Kondo tells us to get rid of it. Yeah, right. and so when you have that mindset of like, this was cheap, I don't want clutter in my house, just get rid of it out of sight, out of mind. Um, that's not necessarily the most environmentally friendly decision that you can make. And personally, like I always feel good for like, like pat on my back for taking it to Goodwill. Mm -hmm. You know, someone will get to wear this again. I think like vast majority of stuff that's donated to Goodwill doesn't really get resold. Yeah. A lot of it ends up in the, in the landfill. Yeah. The only option really is reuse because I did see that in order to recycle clothing, it costs way more mm -hmm. than just making it from scratch. Yeah. I do know for sure these like Zara, like they will not, yeah. they even like go as far as like not even reusing the plastics in things. They go 100% from scratch um, yeah. because it's the cheapest and it's like the worst for the environment. Yeah. Go ahead. 
just quickly, like some brands that classify as fast fashion, just in case you're wondering where those Is fall. Is Shein on the list? Yep. So the ones that come to mind, Shein, Zara, H&M, Forever 21, um, basically stores that are known for constantly producing those super trendy items that are really cheap. But there are a lot of brands that are like sneaky fast fashion too. So just because a store sells items that might be at a higher price point, you kind of immediately associate that with quality. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's any better for the environment. Like if a store is really focused on getting trendy items out as fast as possible, then it's probably not making those items with very much care for the environment. This is a climate podcast, so that's what we're focusing on, but there is a whole other story to the workers who then make those garments mm -hmm. and, you know, what are under bad working, working conditions. Working. Yeah, so so that's part of it too. Again, climate podcast, so that's mainly what we're talking about, but that is a whole other issue that is also very important to be talked um, about. Do you have a list about. of those brands that we might not think of? You know, some brands like Madewell, um, Aritzia, those ones are some that they have sustainability practices, but at the end of the day, they're still kind of under that fast fashion umbrella just because they do focus on getting things out quickly. And again, the regard for the environment isn't necessarily there. I do have a list that we can put maybe in like the show notes of brands that kind of pass the test okay. and who are good brands to support. So, um, so yeah, we can definitely put that in the notes. And we have some materials in here that you can look for too. So... So that's what fast fashion is, and then we can kind of dive into why it's so bad. Yeah. Um, so there is a UN Alliance for Sustainable Fashion, which falls under the United Nations Environment Program, and they have some really good stats about fast fashion and how it harms the environment. One thing that was interesting, an interesting stat, the average consumer is buying 60% more clothing than they did 15 years ago oh. and only keeping those items for half as long. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ouch. So that was a doozy. And according to that UN Alliance for Sustainable Fashion, the clothing and textile industry accounts for 2 to 8% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. So that's just producing clothing. I think shoes might fall under that umbrella mm. too, you know, clothing and textile. 2 to 8% is a pretty, pretty hefty amount. Like right. I didn't expect it to be that high. Producing clothing is really water heavy. So about 215 trillion liters of water are used each year by the clothing and textile industry. And then textiles are responsible for about 9% of the microplastic losses to the ocean each year. So when you see all the sad videos of marine life being harmed, um, clothing has a lot to do with that because mm -hmm. there's microplastic in all of our clothing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Something else I didn't realize too is when the clothing's being made, mm -hmm. they really do go for lowest price. And sometimes that means the worst working conditions, right? But it means that like one fast fashion shirt and the group of that shirts gets shipped like four times before mm -hmm. it ends up in stores. It's not like it's all made in India or all made in, you know, Guatemala. It's like uh, it starts in India, it goes to Guatemala to get the tag put on. It goes, it gets shipped several times. Mm -hmm. So you have like that additional carbon footprint too, just yeah. from that piece of clothing moving so many times before it even ends up in the stores. And it's crazy when you put it in that context, like how much the shirt has to go through and then you get it and maybe you wear it twice yeah. and you throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just when you put it in that context of what had to be grown, who had to make it, mm. who, you know, where it had to be shipped, you put it on your body two times, then it's in a landfill. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I have a little hippie environmentalist heart, but I'm like, oh, that just hurts when you think about how much, how much it went through. Um, and that is a big point is that 
so much clothing is just sent directly to the landfills. Um, there's a website called earth.org and they said that about 11.3 million tons of textiles or about 85% of all the textiles end up in a landfill each year. That's sad. Yeah, and when you break it down per person, this is gonna make you more sad, it breaks down to about 81 and a half pounds per person every year. Holy smokes. Isn't that insane? Yes. Like that's, I don't know, how much does your average like sixth grader weigh? Like, I don't that's that's a person, about a small person, pounds. you know? Yeah. It's just crazy when you try to break down those numbers. Um, Earth.org. And like, where is all that coming from? I mean, like just thinking about all the things we buy a shirt for, mm -hmm. or I'm doing this party, so let's all get these shirts. And yeah. then you literally wear them one time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this website also said, earth.org also said the average wear for an item of clothing is around seven to 10 times. And honestly, I was like, just after everything I had read, that seemed even a little high to me because there are so many, like jeans I wear so much, you know, yeah. but there are some shirts that you buy and then you wear it a couple times and you kind of change your mind about it or you bought it for the summer last year and then fall comes and winter comes and by the next summer you don't like it as much anymore. Um, so it is kind of crazy, and yeah, when you average it all out, it's seven to ten times for most um, wears on clothing. Goodness. Yeah, and this is problematic because clothing, like a lot of things, takes a really long time to decompose in a landfill. Um, it can take over 200 years for clothing to decompose in a landfill, and as they decompose, um, they emit greenhouse gases. They also leach toxic chemicals into the groundwater and into the soil, and I want to point that out because when you think of landfills, like they're not in the affluent neighborhoods, you know, they're in the areas that maybe are less desirable to live. They're in more vulnerable communities. And so like everything else, it's those who are most vulnerable who are then most impacted by the behavior of the people who can afford all these clothes, you know? So yeah. it's just another situation where the disenfranchised get taken advantage of once again by poor behavior from others. Not saying that's poor behavior because this is the way society works. Like we all fall prey to it, but yeah. But it's a behavior that we can work on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and like Teresa, you were saying earlier, it is so hard to recycle clothing and that's part of the problem. It takes so long to be sorted. It's really labor intensive. Um, synthetic fibers that are made from crude oil can't be reused really for anything else. And since garments are made from different materials and they have zippers and buttons and everything like it's very challenging to recycle yeah. it one thing that makes me hopeful is that even some of the bigger fast fashion brands I think are investing more money into figuring out how they can recycle better so mm. I think that you know they're hearing the consumers who want things to be made better and want to purchase clothing that is more ethically made um, so I think they are looking into it and I'm hopeful that there will be better technology in the future but at least in our current state, there's really not a great way to get your clothing recycled. I feel like what you just said is true too. It needs to be consumer driven mm -hmm. because it is so much cheaper and more lucrative for companies to just make these clothes and keep on with the cycle that's happening, Yeah. right? But until people stand up and say, no, I want this to be sustainable, there's gonna be no incentive yep. for companies to do it. What's interesting about that is if you're looking at what's affordable, there are a lot of things that are affordable that by nature are more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Even, or especially, finding those pieces of clothing that you can reuse. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Just a few other stats about why fast fashion is hard on the environment. It takes a lot of water to produce clothing. 
Um, so growing cotton especially is really water intensive and it typically takes about 2,700 liters of water to make one cotton t-shirt. What? Which is the amount of drinking water one person consumes in about two and a half years. So think oh of the goodness. water you drink in two and a half years. So people who are going without water. Yes. <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile, we have one we cotton t-shirt. We made a t-shirt. That we wore twice and then threw away. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and then while that water is being used, it also gets polluted. And again, back to you don't really have nice clothing manufacturing facilities in um, nice neighborhoods per se. Yeah. Um, so again, it's like that polluted water gets discharged into waterways and then it's likely going to be the disenfranchised again who are impacted by that pollution. Um, greenhouse gas emissions from fast fashion. Uh, for one thing, wood pulp is used a lot to make clothing, um, like certain fabrics. And so that demand for wood pulp leads to deforestation, which of course releases carbon back into the atmosphere. I um, did not know wood pulp was used for I don't clothing. think I really did I either. either. Yeah. Cotton, sure. Yeah. Wood pulp. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then according to a study by the MacArthur Foundation, there's about 1.2 million tons of CO2 emitted by the fashion industry each year. Wow. So it certainly emits carbon dioxide and then those plastics that are in your clothing as well. Um, when you throw those away, eventually it contributes to microplastic pollution in the ocean. So a lot of stats in there, but bottom line is that the way we produce fashion and the way that we consume it especially leads to a lot of things that you want to think about, you know, yeah. like you don't really think about the water that it takes to produce a shirt or even the workers who are making your shirt. That all being said, I think it's smart if we reframe how we think about clothing. And I have a lot of tips because you can still have a very cute outfit <laughs> and be much more sustainable. First thing I told Emily when I saw her mm -hmm. was how cute she looked. Yes. And I am in my thrifted outfit today. Excellent. My, my OOTD. <laughs> yes. Got these jeans at a thrift store in St. Paul, Minnesota. Got this shirt at a consignment store in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice. Rock, paper, scissors. Really oh. cute on diamonds. You guys should check it out. I will check it out. Um, yeah. So you can really find cute items of clothing, still be sustainable. And I think the number one tip we can all do is work with what you have mm -hmm. and kind of work on your mindset of, yes, I have this event coming up, but maybe just because I have an event coming up doesn't mean I need a new outfit for it. Like I might have something. Or maybe right. a friend has something. Maybe yes. a friend has something. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I just witnessed something beautiful between you two today mm -hmm. because Teresa has some maternity clothes and Ellen is in need yes. of some and you guys have had a nice clothing swap going on. Oh my gosh, it's been so helpful too because mm -hmm. I feel like I've been able to reduce so much of what I bought just because Teresa has given me so many beautiful dresses. And some and of those are things that people gave to me. I love that. So. And I have like a group that I'm going to give to the next, like I'm going to save it. And mm -hmm. I do that with my work dresses that I wasn't able to fit into packaged them up and gave them to future broadcast meteorologists. Mm -hmm. um, because I know for our job specifically, you have to have a certain look, like usually solid colors. So I feel like there's always pressure in my occupation to buy a ton of clothing. Yeah, and that's hard. And I'm realizing that like, maybe I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can borrow or like, who cares if you wore one dress one month and you're wearing it again? a month later mm -hmm. that's okay yep yeah yeah absolutely it's so it's just ingrained in all of us i think that we need a new outfit um like i had a reunion with my college roommates many of whom like were scattered across the country i haven't seen them in like a year 
And yet, for some reason in my head, I was like, I need a <laughs> new outfit for this trip. I need new clothes. And then I was like, they haven't seen what I've been wearing. Like, what? You know, it's just right. so ingrained in us that you need new things for um, new events or vacations or things like that. And yeah, if you have friends you can swap between, obviously bodies change and like you will need to get new clothes at some point because we can't all fit into the things we were wearing 10 years ago. Um, but you know, if you have friends who you can swap with or yeah. um, something like that, like that makes a huge difference. And if you can work with what you have, that's awesome. Our babysitter was telling me how she and her friends got together recently and did a clothing swap. I Fun. love that. I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they literally brought all their clothes, not all of them. All of them. Just all anything them. they were over. They brought clothes mm -hmm. that they were over. Yeah. And just exchanged. I love so that. So she ended up with a cute new jacket and some new yeah. pants and... And she told me because I was complimenting her on her outfit. Yeah, that is awesome. I absolutely love that. And if you have clothes that you love and you wear them until you feel like they can be worn no more, a so fun project. Yes, <laughs> a fun project is like trying to fix your own clothes. Like if you can try to figure out how to mend a hole or remove a stain, um, and then just try to take good care of your clothes from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Like air dry what you can, and um, you know read the instructions and make sure you're actually doing what the instructions recommend, because I know a lot of times you like throw something in the dryer that or wasn't supposed to be does. there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Not to name names. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can fix your clothes and like prolong the life of them, that's another really positive thing mm. you can do. I um, rent my clothes. Yes, renting I is like another that. great one. For work, mm -hmm. not just for every day. Yeah, but. but if you do have like a big event coming up and you know, you don't necessarily, if you don't have anything that will work for it, that's a great way to go or for you too, especially in your yeah. field of work and everything. And there's a carbon footprint for renting yeah. because they do have to ship it to you, mm -hmm. but you're getting X amount of wares then out of that one dress that it took. 50 cotton plants to make, which right. takes hundreds of millions. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing actual math. <laughs> but just thinking about that, right. um, it's better than buying something new. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, and then you can thrift too. So I love local thrifting. thrift stores. Yeah, when I was looking at it, there's so many, like where we live in Grand Rapids that I haven't been to yet that just popped up. And I have my favorites in town too. But um, you can also do Poshmark. You can do ThreadUp. You can do any of those online thrift stores if you're not finding anything locally. There's a lot of great options for thrifting. And it's so stinking fun to go thrifting. It is. Mm -hmm. I super love finding a find, like a come up. Yeah. You're like, yes, this is perfect. Right? And like ThreadUp I like because it ships in a cardboard box. So mm -hmm. it's not like you have all this extra material. There are different companies that I've tried from time to time and you get the box, but then you also get like styrofoam and like all of this plastic with it. And I'm yeah. like, how sustainable is this? So it's kind of nice to find companies that are doing like thread up and it ships in and then you can recycle the box and yep. you've got recycled clothes that are brand name and clean. I've had a lot of luck with thread up. Um, sold some things on Poshmark, bought some things on Poshmark. Nice. It's really nice. Just made like 22 bucks off of Poshmark. So what? you know what? Living large. I did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really, it's my side hustle. <laughs> but then you can use that money to buy something else mm -hmm. from somebody else. And yeah. you're keeping it all circular in the economy. economy. We yeah. love it. Some other tips like your favorite brands may have a use section. I know Patagonia has like great worn wear section. Oh, I've had a lot know. of success. And actually, if you have old stuff and you sell it to them, I made like 40 bucks in credit from them just Amazing. from like an old vest I had. They have a great, you know, you get some money. Um, 
It makes bath. sense that Patagonia would have that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we were talking about Madewell earlier. They have a great use section you can browse from. Mm -hmm. And um, then when you are done with an item of clothing, maybe it doesn't fit anymore. I think that's a good way to um, send it back to someone and mm -hmm. hopefully have it stay in circulation. And then when you do have to buy new, I think it's cool um, and important to look for certain types of materials. So if you can find like plant-based fibers, organic cotton, organic hemp, um, organic linen, things like that, those are going to be more environmentally friendly. Uh, fabrics like wool are better for the environment. And then there are some fabrics that are being like engineered that I think have potential. Huh. I don't know a ton about them quite yet, but um, you know, it's interesting when new fabrics are being engineered, like, will that actually make a difference? But, but you know, research is being done on some other fabrics. Chickens that are being engineered. Chickens are being, what is an engineered, you know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do have a list here of some companies that are more environmentally friendly and have kind of passed the test. So we can certainly put that in our show notes for everyone. That's so helpful too, because I think it's a nice place to start when you're looking for new, mm -hmm. you know, you can start there instead of just going to some of these like websites that sell things for two bucks. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I think one of the tips that I've, I've kind of personally just adopted too is I don't buy something unless it's like my new favorite. Mm -hmm. So I used to just buy like, if it was on sale, I'd be like, well, I'll buy three of these because they're on sale. But now I'm like, I'm only going to buy you if, like, I put it on, I'm like, oh, you're my new favorite. Nice. Like, I'm going to wear you for a long time. And that's, like, a, a good thing for my checkbook, too, or my, mm -hmm. you know, my bank account. Because, I don't know, before I would just get really hooked on a sale. So I'd, like, go into a store and I'd be like, and I can do this and this. And now I'm like, but am I, am I going to wear those? Do I even like them that much? So that's just my personal, like, Ellen test. Mm -hmm. I don't spend too much money. Like, if I put it on and I'm not like, this is my favorite, I don't buy it. Yep. And I think that's a great way of looking at it because I totally fall into the same thing where it's yeah. like, it's on sale. I have to get it. And, um, yeah, that's not yeah. not the way to do it all the time. Just because something right. is less expensive than normal doesn't mean that it's something you need in your closet and will wear. Maybe it is, and maybe you found it on sale, and that's great, but, right. you know, just because it's on sale. usually those ones that are, like, on the borderline anyway are the ones I wear twice and throw away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so Absolutely. it's kind of like stopping it before I purchase it, which is, again, very good for my yeah. bank account. <laughs> that's, that's the thing here, too, is, like, a lot of these practices are going to be better for your bank account. Yeah. So I think that's important to say, like, there are a lot of benefits to changing your behaviors around clothing. You might save some money. You might put some money in someone else's pocket too yeah. and all of that good stuff. One thing I want to point out is that there are a lot of companies that have sustainability statements out and things like that, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, but you do kind of need to beware of greenwashing. A lot of brands will put out their statements and commit to sustainability. But then when you like read between the lines, it might not be that great. Like at the end of the day, they're still businesses. And even though they're saying they're going to be more sustainable, they still want you to buy, buy, buy from them. Right. So just read between the lines, be discerning. Um, and Are you flipping me off? All the does time. it look like I am? Yeah, read between the lines. <gasps> read between the lines. Has no one ever said that? No. To you? Oh, that's fun. I, I thought that was like that. a Hunger Games thing. What's that thing? Oh, that's oh, two. Something like, <laughs> yeah. Is it two or is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing. Do, 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 do. Is that how the song goes? Do, do, do. I think 
All I have in my head is the oven tune. left out that my oven, my laundry does that. Oh yeah, my laundry has a happy tune too. I love that appliances sing when their job is accomplished. I'm like, yes you did! I'm like, cookies coming out! Washing machine's like, I'm done. You're like, clean clothes, hold me. Anywho. Well, back in the day, this would be like an angry buzzer. This is yeah, like a great example. Yeah, that was a little example. pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear, I'm done. I hear, oh, me. <laughs> this is a good example of how culture can change. Mm -hmm. Because now, culturally, all of our appliances sing happily yes. when their job is complete. So if they can do it, we can do it. We Absolutely. can change our culture. We can change this. Yeah. face. I wish we had a close Hold me. Oh. She's like, uh huh. <laughs> Great example. Uh. <laughs> crying. Actual tears. Oh, oh, you're funny. welcome. Anywho. You're welcome. That now was every time you hear your like oven sing, you're gonna, I'm gonna cry. Sustainable, <laughs> sustainable fashion. Sorry, go ahead, Emily. I think that was a great end to it, honestly. Thank I don't really you. have any Teresa loved it. She thought it was the best analogy. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <is> empowering. <laughs> I have a make your mother earth proud suggestion. Okay. Which I actually think I've said this before, but the book, The Joy of Less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um it's not, it's like a sneaky sustainability book because okay. it's not really what it's about. It's about decluttering, mm -hmm. but it really leads to sustainability because it's not just keep buying a bunch of stuff and then just getting rid of it. Right. It's declutter your life mm -hmm. and then think about what you really need. And it's a great book for how to change your mindset on buying and having things. And I also think there's something, you know, to, having some confidence that you don't need to get this, this, and this in order to feel good mm -hmm. or to feel, you know, as you're younger, like to feel cool. Um, and in, like retraining your brain on what it means to be trendy. Yeah. I love that. Can I piggyback off of that? Yeah. So Hop on. read the book. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Woo> <laughs> I think that another thing you can do to like get out of that peer pressure is just look at the people you follow on your social media accounts because there are so many people who will just influence you into buying something mm -hmm. and they'll do all those clothing hauls and um, you know all these weird little products on Amazon that look cute and then you're like I don't need this at all mm -hmm. so just kind of you know look at who you're following and if that's impacting your behavior um, and maybe just you don't need to follow along with someone who's going to make you feel like you need more. There are some great Instagram accounts I love that promote secondhand um, fashion and just consuming less. Um, there's one I love called Secondhand Sustainability on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Give them a follow. I think I've talked about Benny before, B-E-N-I, but they're mm -hmm. a great follow too. Um, there's another company called Four Days. Uh, which you should follow and F -O -U -R? you can you are f-o-r days for days for days like, like for I days. Could, I've been there for days. You for days yes that <laughs> one um, but you can actually through their company you can get like a take back bag and just put old clothes in it and then they'll ship it off for you or they'll recycle it or make it into something else for you nice. um, so if you don't want to cut up your shirts and turn them into rags you can ship them away and someone else will do it so hmm. yeah read the book 
look at who you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they say you you are the average of the five people you spend the most time mm-hmm. with, right? There's right. got to be some way to translate that to this social media virtual world that mm-hmm. we all also live in. Right. Absolutely. All right. I love that. Yeah. Cool. I love that too. We can all still look super cute and be a little more loving toward Mama Earth. In our next episode of Listen, Listen to, to Your Mother, Mother Earth, we're going to be talking about diapers and sustainability and how the two uh, go hand in hand, hopefully. Or how they can, right? How they can go hand in hand. Love yep. it. We'll see you then.